My name is Josh Peck, host of Peck Report on Daily Renegade. I used to suffer with chronic pain from a degenerative bone disease. I was hopelessly addicted to opioids without any end in sight. But then I discovered Kratom and CBD. I am no longer on prescription drugs and I have more energy and pain relief than ever before. Kratom and CBD have given me my life back without draining my bank account. If you too would like some minor to major pain relief, Kratom and CBD might be for you. Either click on the links in the description below this video or go to dailyrenegade.com on the top left banner or right side ad and check out Tropic Health Kratom and CBD. Use promo code HEALTH20 for 20% off your order and get your life back today. Greetings, everyone. The Christian Marauder here. So glad you all showed up today. Do you know that in 1 John 4, 3, it states that the spirit of Antichrist is now already at work in the world? But how many of you know what it would even look like or how to identify it? Well, today we're going to find out what the spirit of Antichrist is on today's show and what it's doing in the church and how to identify it because it's big time right now. But before we begin, let me remind all our YouTube viewers to become a member of the Daily Renegade today, where you can watch all the great shows on the Daily Renegade in their entirety without any commercials or interruptions. Well, you ask, how do I do that? Well, just click on the link below and join today. Now, let's get on with the show. So what does the spirit of Antichrist look like? How does it work? Well, old nursery rhymes can sure help find out what the spirit of Antichrist is. I bet you didn't know that. Well, Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, as he gathered his staff to assess how all the world is moving quickly to jump over the occultic candlestick. Well, Jack and his team gathered at the old 33 Club near Three Tub Fellowship in Rub-A-Dub, New York, one moonlit night. And there, pastors Logos, Butcher, Easy, Baker, Pastor, Candela Maker, and the Pie-Eyed Piper, and all... They gathered before Jack and gave their spiel. Then old King Cole said, There is no problem getting the secular world to embrace jumping over the occultic candlestick, none at all. However, many in the church are not buying it no matter what signs and wonders we're capable of doing. So what do we do, old Jack? Well, Alice Bailey continues in the Treatise of Cosmic Fire, page 557-558, written in 1925. In 50 years' time, the need for true psychics and conscious mediums such as Madam Helene Pretroff Belaski will be very great if the master's plans are to be carried through to fruition, and the movement must be set on foot in preparation for the coming of him who all nations work. So folks, let me break this down for you. Luciferianism lets loose the spirit of Antichrist into the world to prepare the way for the entire world to embrace Luciferianism, so the occult messiah... The Antichrist, who we call Antichrist, can rule the world along with those who laid the foundation for him to come. It is the very hallmark of what we call dominionism. As we learned from the last message, his plan involves infiltrating all hubs of cultural centers of influence by sending forth, as Alice Bailey points out, occultic seed groups to move the masses to reject the objective reality that God designed for our own good. The Antichrist system's bottom line is all about opposing and destroying God's order and design by reshaping the world to be the opposite of how God intended it to be. 
It makes God's way and design appear falsely as oppressive and restrictive. It is old-fashioned slavery, so that the world will seek a savior from the oppressiveness of God to release them from such oppression and tyranny. They need some sort of a cult savior to save them. They need a global new world order, something to save them. They can sink their teeth in so they can get all their gets and all their wants and all their hopes and dreams. Everything is promised to them folks but nothing is ever really delivered it's all a lie just as hp belaski points out in this az.com quote lucifer represents life through progress civilization liberty and independence lucifer is the logos the serpent the savior in other words the occult world views lucifer as the savior who's going to save the world from the oppressiveness of god almighty and all his restrictive boundaries that he put on everything if they just go into luciferianism and alice bailey put it out they have seed groups they'll infiltrate even the church to bring this out as i brought out in my last messages now according to blavatsky the greatest freedom humans can achieve in the occult world is to become one's own god dictating what is right and wrong in her book secret doctrine she always talks about man becoming their own gods the whole point of luciferianism is to destroy god's order and design by having people become their own gods and dictating to God how he should act, how and, and, and dictate man's terms to God, and have God acquiesce. That's the goal of occultism, folks. And if you do a PDF search in H.P. Belaski's Secret Doctrines, Volume 1 and 2, using the word androgynous, you will uncover something, and you will discover that to reach the state of godhood involves becoming like the gods who Blavatsky and other cultists uh, describe as androgynous beings. Therefore, according to high-order occultists, in order to reach godhood stage means making mankind into an androgynous state, both male and female, in a sick way, literally, to become one flesh. Not as God intended man and woman to be as one flesh, but in a sick way, where male and female are joined in androgyny. In Genesis chapter 127, it tells us God made human beings into two genders, male and female. Adam was never an androgynous being, as Blavatsky and other high-rank occultists teach. Well, folks, the goal of Luciferianism is to erase gender, and that erasing is a sure sign that the spirit of Antichrist is on the rise in the world as well as in the church. Therefore, one main indicator that the Antichrist spirit is at work in the last days is we will see a push for androgyny and gender fluidity in marriages to be embraced and extolled as the noblest, the noblest of all human virtues worldwide, not just one country, but worldwide. Well, folks, as the moon waxed high in the night sky above the old 33 Club, Pastor Candela Maker spoke up. I made many apostolic hubs and sent many seed groups all throughout the world's educational systems to re-educate the media, entertainment, government, businesses, news, family, all religions, all manner of sciences and medicine. And here are the results. He proudly thumped his chest and said, Now we see that boys' clothes are becoming frillier and more girly, and little girls' clothes are becoming more masculine. We got men in women's restrooms and dressing rooms and locker rooms all over the place now. Men now win all the women's sporting events dressing like women with complete governmental enforcement backing 
We are using gender to bash all into compliance so we can all become more godlike and break free from the legalist boundaries of gender imposed by a legalistic religionist god. However, in the church, this is going a lot slower than we expected. But the team that's been put in place is making great headway there. Looks like the spirit of Antichrist is making progress, doesn't it? In fact, Alice Bailey wrote in Education in the New Age, near the end of the book, and I quote, Out of all of this, new ideas and attitudes must eventually arise, which will be in line with the coming world culture and concepts. I'll stop there. This means that the world's culture will be flipped to Luciferianism, and this Luciferian concept of the group mentality is going to infiltrate the church. How? Well, Alice Bailey, in the next paragraph, says, The necessity of the times will eventually produce radical changes in the approach to family life, parenthood, and the training of children, and for this a nucleus is preparing the way, or can do so, a faithful, attentive, and intelligent work is done. Folks, I tell you, this stuff is real. It is happening right before our eyes, and yet so many people seem to be blind to it. How this intelligent work is accomplished worldwide and even in church is revealed by Helen Blavatsky, who said this, and I quote, The world is not prepared yet to understand the philosophy of the occult sciences. Let them assure themselves, first, of all that there are beings in the invisible world, whether spirits of the dead or elementals and that there are hidden powers in man which are capable of making a god of him on earth. Remember, Blavatsky speaks of making a god out of humankind. It means you become androgynous. Well, in Blavatsky Deep's occultic worldview, to become a god, one must fuse two genders into one to become androgynous, because that is the opposite of how God designed humanity. Like Bailey channeling spirits, H.P., Blavatsky speaks of these as elementals who will be unleashed on the world. In H.P. Blavatsky's The Theosophical Glossary, um, pages 111 through 112, defines these elementals are summed up as follows. She defines the elementals as high-ranking spirits along with their lower-rank ones who work together as servile agents of occultists to do magic that they prescribe why? To flip the world into the opposite of God's design. They want to free everybody of all boundaries, break through the wall, break through the barriers. Never mind that God put walls and barriers around us because he loves us. Love puts barriers around us. You love your children. You don't let them play in the middle of the interstate highway. You don't let them drink rat poisoning. You don't let them do everything they want to do, do you? Thus you have high-ranking elemental spirits, fallen angels along with their lower ranks to help human agents help mankind find their androgynous godhood. They are called elementals. Why? Because they represent the elements of, the, of air, earth, wind, and fire. You ever heard of that? Air, earth, fire, and spirit. So you have the elemental spirits of water, air, earth, fire that wants to produce a purified spirit inside a man, a Luciferian spirit. People have the mind of Lucifer placed inside of them, is what these spirits do. Blavatsky's Secret Doctrine, the Synthesis of Science, Religion, and Philosophy, on page 513 on Cambridge University Press, mentioned what man's purified spirit is. And now it stands proven that Satan, or the red fiery dragon, the lord of a phosphorus, or illumination, that's what she means, and Lucifer, or the light bearer, is in us. It is in our minds. 
Do you get what she's saying? Remember, this flips God's order. Do you really want Satan, the red fiery dragon, the Lord of Phosphorus, Lucifer, the light bearer, to be in your mind? Well, do you? Well, folks, the spirit of Antichrist seeks to flip the human mind into Luciferianism. How? Well, the best illustration of how this is done and how these elementals work to flip the mind into Luciferian thought and thinking, that's what Bovaski was saying, to flip the mind in the, of the entire world into Luciferianism, or, is by the elemental spirits working inside the human mind. Okay? And these are identified by the symbol of the five-pointed occult star. So let me bring this up on screen here. The five-pointed star. In ancient Mesopotamian paganism, their gods are identified by elements on earth, the water, air, earth, and fire, and spirit. They are known in Mesopotamian pantheon as the seven who decree fates. For example, water. Water is identified as Inki. Inki is associated with the fresh water. Inki got in trouble, according to the mythology here, and was sentenced to the abyss. That is important. Inki, the water, who, who gives life and refreshment of occultic magic and ideas and all kinds of stuff into the world. That's the idea of Inki. The next is air, our storm, our wind. That well, that deity of Mesopotamian is known by known as Enlil, and the second in command, Ninlil. And then you have the earth elemental spirit, which is Kai, which is a.k.a. Ninhursag, known as Mother Earth, and who may just as well, according to the hypothesis I have, as Timiat, the chaos monster. Um, the old Mother Earth, the old crone in the triple goddess lore of the occult world. And then there's the fire elemental spirit, which was at first the sun deity, who was Yutu Shamas, the sun, who could bring forth life-giving light or plagues and pestilences. Uh, but he was sent to the abyss, along with Ninharsag, Ninlil, as well as Inki. Those four are inside the abyss. Just, 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 keep, just keep tracking with me here. Since they were sent into the abyss, they had their secondary commanders take over, for example. So now you have uh, entities in the Mesopotamian lore associated with fire taking over their positions until these entities are released from the abyss. That's the storyline here. And those commanders are known as Gibil, G-I-B-I-L, and Nergal, or Nergal, who bring forth fire knowledge, pestilence on earth, in order for the sun deity to return. They want to create chaos. All these beings here. In fact, the, the book of First Enoch even talks about these beings too. They go by different names. They don't have time to go there. Well, these four, according to First e Enoch, are in, as well as other ancient pagan literature, are in the abyss waiting for the time they will be released. It's possible that the four spirits mentioned in the book of Revelations speak of these same four spirits as the last to be released in order to usher in the great tribulation and full manifestative form. Just saying. It's just an idea. I'm not saying it is. It's a hypothesis. Just food for thought. Well, the purpose of these four elemental spirits is to make the devil's opposites into reality by making order out of chaos in the last days. So let's get back to the elemental spirit known as Enlil. 
And I find it interesting that the Roman god Saturn's Mesopotamian counterpart went by the name Enlil, or Kronos in the Greek. Okay? Keep tracking with me. Who is the, the, the lord of the air, the lord of the wind, the lord of the storm, a storm god? Enlil is also identified with Kronos, who devours children uh, by being domineering and capricious, etc. Also, Enlil's storyline involves Ninlil, which I sum up very easy for you, the story of Ninlil and Enlil. Ninlil was a young male god who had the hots for Enlil, so he flipped genders to attract Enlil, who raped him, her, and thus Enlil was sent to the abyss for the crime. Thus, Ninlil took over Enlil's job of being the storm god. Thus, Saturn is identified with the five-pointed star, also, as in the air symbol of it. His minions are his lower-rank elementals or conjured up by high-order occultists to bring about the destruction of gender so humanity can reach the occultist form of godhood called androgyny. When this type of Antichrist spirit is on the rise in the world, worldwide, not just nations, but worldwide, we will see a rise in abortion on demand. We will see conjuring rituals that involve child molestation, child sacrifice to Moloch will be coming back. So all this comes about by the occultists conjuring up the minions in the army, I guess, I have no other way to call it, of Ninlil. Well, back at the old 33 Club late at night, Pastor Candela Maker was commended for spreading to the world that it is best for everybody to jump over the occulted candlestick to find their freedom. However, the church was a different matter that needed a delicate care to get them to jump over the Luciferian flames to accept androgyny as the new norm. So all are united to the Luciferian plan. So Pastor Candela Maker's task was to awaken the church to accept and embrace this Luciferian new norm. So he sent forth his seed groups to conquer by offering up occult prayers and blood rituals to put veils to blind God's people not to see that the spirit of Antichrist is at work today. Is there any evidence that the spirit of Antichrist is trying to flip the church into an androgynous acceptance? Is there any by chance of, of gender fluidity and acceptance of gender fluidity in the church by chance? Do we, just, just saying. Are we seeing this acceptance now? Well, let's look. I'm going to bring this up online here. In church ministry Saturday evening, February 15th, 2020, in the ChristianPost.com on Lifeway Research, Mainline Protestant Pastors Driving Support for Same-Sex Marriage, Lifeway Study by Agarar Kumara, Christian Post Contributor. I don't know if I can even say her name right. And I quote, so, and I'm going to adjust the phraseology here for YouTube viewers here. Support from among self-identified mainline Protestant pastors for gender-fluid marriages has jumped from a third, 32% in 2010, to almost half, 47%, in the year 2020. The study suggests that Presbyterian or Reformed jumped 49%, Methodist 47%, Lutheran 35%, Christian Church of Christ pastors 20%, are more likely to see nothing wrong with gender-fluid marriage. 
then Baptists 3% or Pentecostal pastors 1%. The study goes on to say that this study may be true or may not be true in order to tone down the shock value. I'm just preparing you when you do your research and read that article. You're going to be blown away. The fact is 47% of pastors believe in gender fluid androgyny and all that type of junk that goes with it as normal. Now, way back in 2015, look at this headline. I'm going to scroll up to it. I'm going to read to you. Rob Bell, church moments away from embracing the gender fluid marriage. February 17, 2015, by Jessalyn Lancaster out of CharismaNews.com. And I quote, Rob Bell and his wife Kristen appeared on Ofra Super Soul Sunday and reiterated their support for the gender-fluent marriage across the church while promoting their new book, ZimZoom of Love, A New Way of Understanding Marriage. And it goes on to say, Loneliness is not good for the world. Whoever you are... Gender fluid or straight, it's totally normal, natural, and healthy to want someone to go through life with, Rob Bell tells Ofra. It's central to our humanity. We want someone to go on the journey with. He adds that the church is built on community and adhering to scripture is irrelevant. Rob Bell says scripture is irrelevant. And he says, we're moments away, Rob Bell said. I think culture is already there, and the church will continue to be even more irrelevant when it quotes letters from 2,000 years ago as their best defense. When you have in front of you flesh and blood people who are your brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles, co-workers and neighbors, and they love each other and just want to go through life with someone. There are churches who are moving forward, and there are churches who are almost regressing and making it more of a battle, Kristen Bell said. Bell explains their stance on gender-fluid marriage in Zoom, ZimZoom. I scroll it up here for you to read. The ZimZoom of love is for anyone, gender-fluid or straight, who believes the world needs more love and sacrifice and commitment and marriage. There's a lot that's broken and fractured in our world, and when two people love, each other well, it creates space that isn't broken, but one, united, whole. Rob Bell tells Religion News Service Jonathan Merritt. Now, the article goes on to say this, With so many denominations defying God's word on gender-fluid marriage, could Bell actually be right? So, folks, I want to ask you, do you think Pastor Candela Maker, who is represents Saturn here, has got some influence in the church to accept androgyny, to reach the highest state of godhood, to be united. See, the idea is to flip God's order into the opposite. God wants the world, men and women, to come together and have a family and have children. The devil's world says, no, don't make any more children. Become androgynous. No longer make children. Let's have abortion on demand. Let's have un mitigated birth control. I think the devil is doing his work, don't you? Well, folks, in the world, right before your eyes, what do you see? You see Disney promoting the first transgender character in an upcoming movie. You go to the store, and boys' clothes and men's clothes look more feminine, and women and girls' clothes look more masculine, right? Just just look around. My wife is telling me this. 
I mean, I got to ask you, are you really blind? The spirit of Antichrist is on the rise in the church and is duping a lot of people. 47% is a lot of people in the church, folks, think this stuff is okay. Well, folks, in order to keep the church at large in the dark, Pastor E.Z. Baker said the best way to keep the church blind is by serving them what they think they need. To help with this, he hired Patsy Cakenlooper, affectionately known to all as Patty Cakes. And he also hired Alfred Pymon. Pymon. Well, Patty Cakes sure knew how to make the best devil's food cake camouflage by large mounds of lard lace pure white icing with little sprinkly sparkles tossed in to entice people how good it is so the church began to twist truths in the bible away from god to an all about you gospel by what patty cake served up her sermons and messages and books included titles like Be a Champion, Your Best Days Are Right Before Your Eyes, Think and Grow Rich, God's Rules for Prosperity, and Five Easy Steps, You Are an Overcomer, Five Easy Confessions to a Better You, God's Love is All About You, Jesus is Your Loving Genie, Use His Name Well to Get Your Wishes, We All Need to Be One, All Roads Lead to God, There's Nothing Wrong with Anything, Live As You Please, and her best-selling book, Greasy Grace, How to Slide into Eternity Free. She said and taught things like it's okay to embrace Islam, Hindu. They're one at one with the church. They have so much in common. We should share each other's ideas and come into an understanding. We can no longer offend each other. We must be one in the world. The Pope Francis is one of us, was another one of her hit hit records she recorded unity is the key she said all religions are the same come come i'll give you i'll bake you a cake fast as you can to give you what you need the result is that very few in the church saw the danger coming and the change that luciferianism's spirit of antichrist was bringing into the church by patty cake's doctrines well Simon Simpleton heard that Pastor E.Z. Baker's most famous teacher, Alfred Pyman, was coming to Fairway Church 40 miles away. So he traveled to Dogleg, Missouri and got lost in that great town and asked a gas station attendant, Elmer Greenway, to give directions. He's, well, Greenway says, well, yeah, travel down Albatross Road here in front of us and until you reach Par 4 Road, and then you turn left there, and then you turn right on Par 5 Avenue. Whatever you do, avoid Chunk Street, as the construction there has turned the road inside out. Instead, go turn left on Pool Drive, and then right and go north on Sandbagging Lane about three miles. Now, the driveway to Fairway church is off sandbagging lane is, is, is very hidden so it's hard to find so look for the flyer sign on the side of the road on the right hand side of the road just past that is the entrance to fairway church now if you miss it you better watch out because you're going to find yourself in sand trap estates and turn around quick as that's a sure maze and very hard to get out there with this simon simpleton made his way to fairway church making all the right turns and all the right moves and didn't miss the hidden entrance on, off the sandbagging lane. There, during the service, he was amazed when Pastor Alfred Pieman called out to him to meet him on the stage. And he said, Now this word I give to you for breakthrough into your life. Tell me what you do, Simon, said Pieman. 
before I do, said Mr. Simpleton, what is this word you have for me for my breakthrough? So Paimon prophesied to Simon Simpleton grand things like how to catch a whale of a fortune by growing the biggest plum orchard you can possibly have so he can have the biggest, baddest, bestest ministry for the poor and needy dogs and cats the world has ever seen that will win the applause and approval of presidents and kings and world leaders. He would be renowned for his humanitarian works. But to avoid any thorns and pitfalls along the way, Simon was told to bless Paimon with a pretty, pretty penny. So Simon said, wow, and gave him everything he had, and then some, in order to sow a seed into his prosperity. Well, Mr. Simpleton left the service, all excited about growing plums, as he turned back on sandbagging lane to get back onto par for drive. He said to himself, oh, what a grand profit I'm going to make. I'm going to make a killing because I sowed a seed to Mr. Paimon. Well, folks, people in the church are distracted not to pay any attention to what's going on around them. So much so that they do not recognize the spirit of Antichrist at work in the world and in the church. Well, the spirit of Antichrist in the world and in the church is all about promoting self-glorification. It talks about how great this movie star is or that singer is in the world or how great this sports figure is. Oh, 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 it w would it be nice to get all the money in the world and be rich and be just like the elites? Could it be just like the movie stars? Well, the spirit of Antichrist likewise distract inside the church with the same type of things, where folks spend their time speaking only of this great minister or that one. This church has signs and wonders, wonders the others don't. Where you hear ministers spend the whole time telling the audience how great they are by the things they have done and do. The miracles they perform, it's all about them, according to old King Cole, gospel. The spirit of Antichrist is at work, marked by teaching less and less on the real Jesus and nothing about respecting just who God is. Its focus is on the slot machine Jesus. To do this method just right, say these words just right, believe that you receive just right, you'll pull the lever of faith and you'll hit the jackpot for sure. So that you become rich and have need of nothing, never, never have need of nothing ever again. The spirit of Antichrist never addresses evil entering the room, but rather justifies evil as the new norm. The spirit of Antichrist in the church distracts by the gospel of Easy Baker, what he brings into this mix. That brings the world into the church, that makes seekers comfortable, uh, one with the world, that dares not offend anyone, who sells a we are the world gospel so one can become rich and in need of nothing. The spirit of Antichrist distracts by patty-cake teachers who turns everyone into real easy bankers, men and women, by promoting the pretty-cake gospel, where Jesus' name is used all on self-glory and self-promotion to feel good. It's all about gaining prestige. It's about attaining power. And how Jesus came only to give us our every whim without rebuke or reproof. The spirit of Antichrist has entered the church and distracts by the Alfred Pyman gospel where folks are duped into deadness that rely solely on their great humanitarian social justice works they do. So there is no real need for Jesus Christ to even return to straighten things out. He really doesn't have to. That's until they get everything set right in, in the social justice scene. Then Jesus can come back. The spirit of Antichrist is at work in the church by the pastor Logos Butchers, 
out there nullifying the word of God as irrelevant with a new brand of legalism which the world dictates to the church how to be. Or distracts by his helper Peter Piper's gospel that teaches how to pick, 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 inspiring church folks to embrace legalism, browbeating on the altar of prestige of being the only right ones in the house of God. That's how the spirit of Antichrist enters into the church, and no one seems to care or pays attention, and no one's doing a thing about it. The spirit of Antichrist is at work in the world when the world looks at the church and says there's no need for them. They act and speak just like the world. In the world, the Antichrist system comes about worldwide with a worldwide acceptance of paganism and occultism arise in the New Age movement in droves and acceptance. It, it comes with a connecting with demonic hosts, those elemental spirits that I talked about. Their spirit guides are ETs, extraterrestrials that come in the guise of helping and leading humanity to better days. The spirit of Antichrist is now at work in the world, opposing and destroying God's order and boundaries and designed by reshaping the world and mankind into Lucifer's own image and likeness, for example. Instead of man being made to reflect the image and likeness of God's character traits, to govern and exercise proper dominion in the world by, be a re by being a reflection of God's kindness, goodness, faithfulness, truth, righteousness, gentleness, self-control, love, joy, peace, and long-suffering, Luciferians' Antichrist spirit seeks to flip humanity to govern their world by the mind of Lucifer's light that's implanted in their minds to reflect loving hatred, justified envy, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, justified selfish ambitions, justified drunkenness, rivalries, addictions, adultery, fortification, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, dissensions, and heresies, and it goes on and on and on. So, that everyone can do as thou will, become as their own gods. Thus the spirit of Antichrist is identified in the world when we see androgyny and gender fluidity used as a weapon to, to pit the nature of God's love against itself in order to overthrow God and trip up God's people in the church. The spirit of Antichrist is on the rise when we see pestilences on the rise. We have this COVID-19 virus going out now. Pestilences on the rise. Wars. People becoming lovers of self and pleasures rather than lovers of God on the rise, even in the church. In the last day, the Bible mentions that the doctrines of demons will proliferate when the spirit of Antichrist arises big time. And such will infest the church. How? As Blavatsky says in Secret Doctrine, the Synthesis of Science and Religion and Philosophy, page 513, and I reiterate this again, and, she, and I quote, And now it stands proven that Satan, or the red fiery dragon, the Lord of Phosphorus, and Lucifer, or light-bearing, is in us, and it is in our mind. That is how the spirit of Antichrist is at work, pushing, trying to enter into your mind. Well, folks, this is where you YouTube listeners will sign off, and I ask you to become a member of the Daily Renegade so you can watch the whole show uninterrupted, where we are going to continue, if you're watching on the channel, we're going to continue to discuss what we are to do about this Antichrist spirit and how to deal with the rise of this Antichrist spirit. For those of you on YouTube, I'm going to be signing off, and those of you listening, stay on. But if you, for those of you watching on YouTube, if you'd like to contact me and help me out, see the screen for the information there as we 
roll the screen to the next thing. So how do we deal with the rise of the Antichrist? Well, let me try to explain by a dream I had, folks. In fact, the book of Job tells us God gives us certain kinds of dreams and why. And Job 33 verses 14 and 15 says, out of the New King James, For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream or in a vision of the night when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their bed, Verses 16 and 17. Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instructions in order to turn a man from his deed and keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. God still gives dreams, folks. I want to tell you about a dream I had because it helped answer what to do about all this stuff. Because this dream will help bring some clarity to how to defeat the Antichrist spirit. Well, in this dream, I woke up and I was on a standing underneath of a tree near the uh, the bottom corner of a black and white checkered chessboard. And there were chairs going around to this chessboard and people sitting in them. And all the ministers, we were all sitting underneath this tree, which represented the cross. And in this black and white chessboard, which is a Masonic chessboard, uh, bear with me, please, as I, I tell you what this dream means. And then it was almost like the church was getting ready for a great big church dance. I did not want to participate, and a few other pastors did not want to participate. So we stayed under the great tree, the cross, called the cross. And then the dance started. And instead of men and women dancing together, you start seeing men dancing with men and women with women. And I was under the protection of the tree, that cross. And I was trying to warn folks, something ain't right, and dodge. Nobody seemed to care, nobody wanted to listen. Soon the dance ended, and people were clapping and cheering, and the dancers moved off and sat in the corners and sat along the periphery of the chessboard. While intercessors suddenly came and were distracted, praying their dominionist prayers. And they were all about playing a church game. It seemed like this was a church routine. This is church as normal. This is, they were playing a game. And the ministers, other ministers came and they began to set up a podium out there on this chessboard. And it was all about showmanship. It was about the, the ministers telling all their great stories and their great things. It was, they were preaching another gospel totally. And I saw an opening in the corner of the door through the crowd and I said, I gotta get out of here. This is nutsville. This, if this is the church, let me out of here. I gotta get out of here. This is going crazy. Nobody cares about Jesus. Nobody has the fear of God. Nobody respects the Lord. You're talking to somebody who had an encounter with the living God and it changed my life. And what I'm seeing here, there is no change being implemented. There's none of that. All they want is to play games and bring in stuff that should not be brought in in this Masonic chessboard that was now the church. And then I saw that opening and I walked quickly to it. And I said, I'm getting out of here. So I walked through there and I passed the people and nobody seemed to really give a rat's rear end that I even left. And I entered into a subdivision and noticed that there were no people in the houses. Then I saw people walking around the periphery of the chessboard in the houses that bordered it. And they were walking around like guards. For some strange reason, they could not see me, but I knew intuitively that they were trying to keep everybody inside and nobody is to escape the Masonic chessboard that was called the church. 
these these guards, these, these figures could not see me. And so I decided, what is going on here? So I decided to follow one in the distance. This is my dream now. And I saw a praise and worship thing going on along the street in a, near a house. On, and just a little bit away was the chessboard. I go, wow, they have a praise and worship thing going on. But it, when I got to it, it was all New Age worship with healings going on and great rainbows above it. And there were a bunch of conjuring rites. This was New Age occultic rites here. And I'm going, wow, they were keeping the church in line. I turned away and left, and I knew I could not go back to the chessboard church, as it was under control of the New Age, the spirit of Antichrist. That's my dream. So I went down another street, away from all of the guards, away from everything, only having my Bible as my road map and the Holy Spirit as my compass. And I started to walk a narrow road heading into the unknown, and I had no fear. Then I noticed a few other folks had left too, traveling the same road. Then I woke up with a start. I'm telling you folks, I woke up with a start. And I heard these words, warn them, warn them. <laughs> so I got out of bed and I wrote down the dream. So what do we do? What does this dream have to do with anything? Well, first we need to recognize what the spirit of Antichrist is and does. How it makes the church into a masonic lodge of illumination of, of self-glory think about it it's all about self-glory it's all about me it's all about what i can get out of god it's 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 it, it, it takes the bible it takes truths of the bible and twists them way out of context now you got to contact spirit guides now you got to go to an intellectual church you got to do this you got to do that man i tell you it's a mess now they're bringing androgyny and gender fluidity and gender flipping into the church's new norm and people are dancing with the same sex i'm telling you in the church so so what do we do about the spirit of antichrist now since it was prophesied that it would happen well first we recognize what the spirit of antichrist is and does and next we expose it by speaking the truth in in love how do you do that well you got to know how easy it is that you can be deceived as well you can be deceived into legalism that is used to get people to rebel against that legalism. You can become a real nitpicker and a browbeater and beat your shoe on the floor and, 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 and just, you know, beat people over the head with a 100-pound Schofield Bible and, you, and whatever. Well, all that's going to do is going to get people in the church to rebel against you so, so that they will seek a safe space Christianity or an intellectual style, more comfortable church where nothing really goes on. When, fo when church folks tire of this, they rebel and then move to the humanitarian social justice churches. If they, if they get weary of this and they start getting rebellious, guess what they'll do? They'll get into the false signs and wonders churches. And guess what? The cycle goes on and on and on. This is exactly what I saw happening on the Masonic chessboard church that I saw in my dream. The occult world, folks, does not play fair. They know what they are doing. They offer a very seductive declare and decrees that God will not help you, but Lucifer will help you and deliver to you all that you need. God is just not about answering your prayers. They say God is bad. He's capricious. He'll never give you what you need, but the devil is the liberator who will. It's all about you in the Luciferian church. Now in the modern church, it's all about you. The spirit of Antichrist is on the rise. 
The spirit of Antichrist is in the church in full bloom. Is why many do not receive or have their prayers answered. Because it's all about them. God wants to answer prayers. But when it's all about you. And you're twisting God's arm. Like the ancient pagan gods did to their gods. To get, get your gets. Through some deal making legalism. Any difference? No. In the spirit of Antichrist is in the church. It's in full, full bloom. That's why many people don't receive answers to their prayers. Because it's all their teachings, their minister, their churches have become their gods. Their bless me gospel becomes their god. They use Jesus' name to get their gifts with God. Their works and legalism is their gods. So it's no wonder God is largely silent to so many in the church. They are on the Masonic chessboard to help usher in a new golden age, and they don't even know it. They don't even see it. In fact, I mentioned William Branham when I began this series, that, that he mentioned that his goal was uh, the Masonic Lodge and church. There will be no difference between the two. I quoted him extensively when he said those things. Alice Bailey channeled 24 books. I quoted some of her books where she said the church will be infiltrated by, by the Masonic fraternity and flipped into Luciferian doctrines. She also mentions how occultic seed groups will be implanted in all fears of influence that shape a global cultural mindset by taking over the educational system. Business, family, science, religion, and government, radio, TV, media, entertainment, and flipping all these systems into the Luciferian spirit of Antichrist to justify all kinds of things. And a sure sign of it is androgyny. And cultists mentioned that both the little god doctrine and dominionism would be implanted in the church. Bailey mentioned these things in her words. Belaski teaches it, uh, as other occultists teach it too. Which, and she even mentioned that this would happen 50 years from 1925. In 1975, it did through the Dominionist and, and the, the junk that came out in 1975. And by the turn of the century, the Dominion mindset of taking over everything has went viral inside the church. No different than what the Luciferians teach. So we have a gaining acceptance of gender-fluid marriages and pride flags flying high in the church these days. We have ecumenicalism, big time in the church. Yeah, the spirit of Antichrist is on the rise. So what are we to do about it? Well, we're going to leave the chessboard. Well, how do we do that? Is there an opening for me to get out? Yes, there is, through the cross of Christ. And I, I will tell you how. I'm going to bring this up on screen, and you'll see some of my notes here, but that's okay. I'll tell you how. Second Chronicles 7.14 says how, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and heal their land. Out of the New King James there. Humble oneself, how? Well, you pray and ask the Lord what we have made more important than him. And that we pray and ask the Lord to reveal what we have turned into gods like our selfish pride, our ministers, our ministries, our doctrines, our teachers, our messages, our books, our ministries, that we have placed way above God himself by thinking we, if we do, we're serving God. And I ask you to begin to ask for forgiveness. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If people who are called by my name will 
humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Well, what does that mean? Seek God's face means to seek his Holy Spirit. How? Well, that means you get to know him and who he is from the Bible and from prayer. Very simple. It's very practical. Nothing has changed in all these years. It's the same thing. God doesn't change, but we like to change God, don't we, by our pride. So you got to get to know him and him getting to know you. The more you get to know God, the less you want of the world system. You die to the world when you seek God's face. In other words, you must die to yourself. And you die to the world and the allures of the world by asking the Lord, what's wrong? What's wrong with me? Show it to me. And I want to seek you in your face because when you seek the Lord in his presence, the less of the world you want and more of God you want. And he'll see you when he comes. You'll seek his help to clean us up inside so that we'll follow him. That's another thing that happens when you seek God's faith. That you all can pull together. We all can pull together on a straight and narrow road and be his people who walk as he as he wants us to walk in this dark world and pull many off the Masonic chessboard called the church these days. Second Chronicles seven fourteen seven. 7.14 says, and Seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. What does this mean? It means to seek his direction that says, out of Second Corinthians 6.14, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? Verse 15, What accord has Christ with Bial, the devil? What part is a believer with an unbeliever? It's a rhetorical question here. It's absolutely none. And it explains it in verses 16 through 18. But folks, when you have people in the church telling you that you have to go to the New Age movement and take back what the New Age movement has stolen from the church, you need to see, seek psychological counseling. You need probably have the devil cast out of you. You probably need heavy-duty deliverance because you got the mind of Lucifer like Belaski wants inside your head to think such trash when the Bible says, what accord is Christ with Bial? What part is a believer with an unbeliever? Absolutely none. And what agreement has a temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. And do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. So how do we walk and humble ourselves and do this stuff? We got to make a break from the Masonic chessboard church. I'm preaching, brothers and sisters, now. You have some whack job out there telling you the occult world stole the, the secrets of God, and now the church's job is to take them back. They're lunatics. you got the Spirit of God living in you. You don't need that junk. Come out from amongst them. you got the Word of God on this. I don't care what. If you want to exalt your minister, exalt your teachers, exalt your doctrines, exalt everything above the knowledge of God, that's your priority. But that's not what the Bible says. Second Corinthians 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and heal their land. Turn from our warped, twisted ways. How? Expose this stuff. Is how you repent and turn away from it, just as we are called to from what Ephesians 5, verse 11 says out in the New King James. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. 
Part of turning away is exposing what is going on by speaking the truth in love. This may cause you and others to walk a narrow road, and you might have to turn your back while you watch others willingly wanting to remain on the Masonic chessboard playing games in church, the Luciferian mindset setting in their brains. Others are going to leave that chessboard because you, and will come and follow Jesus by the example you've shown of a little humility and a little compassion and a little love. Well, folks, I gotta tell you, we cannot be fooled anymore by this stuff. We see it big time in the church, just like I said, I tell you, I tell you. This stuff is big in the church. This mindset has creeped in. It has polluted and corrupted everything imaginable inside the church. The church no longer is the church. We have superstar leaders, superstar ministries, superstar teachings. And all the ministers talk about how great they are and all the great things they've done. And you have another group that's so intellectual they put you to sleep. You have another group of browbeaters that just want to browbeat you to death. And you have other, and all it does is produces rebellion and dissension and disharmony in the church. And, and everyone rebels and goes to each other group in some cycle. And they're playing the devil's game. The spirit of Antichrist is on the rise. And so few people seem to even care. Because they're too concerned about other things. Well, in the spirit of Antichrist comes, you're going to be that androgynous spirit in acceptance. You're going to be you're going to see a rise in pestilences and sicknesses and great pandemics on the rise like you've never seen before. Earthquakes will come in such intensity, one after another, boom, boom, boom. You'll see things happening that will drive people crazy when the spirit of Antichrist is on the rise. Because the devil wants to turn the world into a luciferian pipe dream and the book of revelation shows you what happens when lucifer succeeds in that the world will turn us back on god and i thank god for what is known as the rapture and i don't know when it will happen nobody really knows but it does teach it there will be a rapture of some type will happen when is unknown whatever your view is don't write me hate mail i believe that'll happen before but i also believe in a partial rapture where not everybody will go only those that will go are the ones that are praying to be counted worthy to escape these things, just like Jesus said. You know, one will be taken, one will be left. The ones taken have prepared themselves. There are five foolish bridesmaids or, and five wise ones. The five wise ones enter in, the five foolish don't make it. I'm just telling you, you know, you, know, you can only play games with God for so long, folks. Just telling you, out of compassion and love. you got to have to trust the Lord. God Almighty. Well, folks, I want to tell you, that's it for today's show. We're going to continue, as the Lord permits, more on this topic. But, and again, I have to remind people, I'll be slowing down this upcoming season to probably, to only, to probably only do two shows a month, maybe three, if I can fit one in, uh, due to my schedule that's going to be coming up. It usually kicks in this gear, and you know, i got stuff cooking at the end of March and other things that are um, getting ready to break forth right now. I don't have all the details and all the confirmations yet, but I'm just waiting to see. Some things fall through, some things don't, how it goes. But we'll see. I said my, my, my summers kind of get hectic like everybody else's, and that's when <laughs> things things heat up. But if you want me to come to your church or whatever to speak on whatever topic, uh, please contact me and let me know. Uh, well, until next time, if you'd like to contact me or help support me, because I do need help and support in order to travel and go places and do things, please see the contact information on your screen as it rolls out to the very end here on the Christian Marauder Show. Hope you enjoyed this show and learned something from it. In Jesus' name.